presented by Altria. Hey, good morning. I'm Playbook co-author Rachel Bade. It's Tuesday, May 30th. House members are going to be cutting their Memorial Day recess short and returning to Washington today. Why? You probably already know. To prepare to vote on a bipartisan debt ceiling deal that President Joe Biden and Speaker Kevin McCarthy struck over the weekend. Leaders in both parties are going to be spending much of the day whipping their rank and file to make sure they can get those 218 votes needed to pass this bill out of the House. On the left, the White House has been arguing to Democrats that while they may not like this bill, it could have been far worse had they caved to more Republican demands. They're also telling their members that Democrats can't be responsible for default, so they're just going to have to swallow this. On the right, the whipping is actually going in both directions. You've got Republican leaders who are going to be huddling with their members in a rare 7.30 p.m. conference meeting tonight. And they're expected to argue that this is a victory for them. They forced Biden to the negotiating table when he said he wanted a clean debt ceiling increase. They cut spending. They got new work requirements. But then you've got conservatives who are very much pushing back on this and see it in a totally different light. They note that Republicans didn't actually cut spending. They just froze it. And technically, they're right about that. One conservative, Republican Chip Roy of Texas, even called this agreement a, quote, turd sandwich. Very colorful. And I remember seeing another conservative on Twitter this weekend retweeting the details of the deal with a barf emoji. Now, the House Freedom Caucus is going to be doing a presser today, and Heritage Action, which came out against the bill, is probably also going to be pushing members to oppose it. I'll just say at the outset here that both sides actually think they are going to get the votes to pass this thing out of the House, but it won't be without drama. And that's probably why they're planning to hold this vote, at least right now, after the markets close on Wednesday. That way, if it fails to pass, the stock market won't totally crash. As for drama, look no further than the House Rules Committee, which at 3 p.m. will start marking up a resolution to govern floor consideration of this bipartisan deal. You'll recall that back in January, one of the key things McCarthy did to get conservatives to vote for him was promise them three of the nine Republican seats on that committee. That means if those three Republicans oppose this rule for the debt ceiling bill, they'll need to rely on Democrats to actually get this out of the committee. One problem, Chip Roy, a la Mr. Turd Sandwich that I mentioned a few minutes ago, he said that McCarthy promised that he would never allow a rule to come out of that committee that doesn't have all Republicans supporting it. If that's true, McCarthy could potentially be in trouble here because chances are he's not going to convince all the Republicans on the Rules Committee to back it. He's certainly not going to be convincing Chip Roy. In other news this morning, we do a dive in playbook today about whether McCarthy's gavel is actually in jeopardy. You'll remember that back several years ago, similar outrage on the right over bipartisan fiscal agreements actually were the beginning of the end of Speaker John Boehner's career. Conservatives would ultimately file a motion to vacate the chair, and Boehner would end up resigning before he could be forcefully removed from the speakership. So how bad is this going to be for McCarthy? And is he in trouble? I made some calls yesterday, yes, on the Memorial Day holiday, and it appears that no, McCarthy's leadership position is not in trouble, at least not right now. Yes, conservatives are obviously mad, but few of them are talking about ousting McCarthy right now. In fact, one of those conservatives I caught up with, Bob Good, who was a big McCarthy critic just a few months ago, he was telling me that the agreement was a, quote, terrible surrender. He said he doesn't see how this is any better than if Democrats held the majority in the House. And yet, when I asked him about booting McCarthy from the speakership, he said he doesn't know that anybody's talking about that. The only people who ask him about it are reporters. 
I had a similar conversation a few days ago with former Freedom Caucus chair Andy Biggs, and Biggs told me that, quote, nobody is going to bring a motion to vacate the chair. I just can't see that happening. You might be wondering why conservatives are not agitating against McCarthy, as they did in the past with Ryan and Boehner. It's a good question. And this morning, we have a little bit of analysis on that. In the past, when Republican voters turned against GOP leaders, that put pressure on House Republicans to turn on them as well. But that's actually not happening right now. In fact, McCarthy's approval rating with Republicans has actually jumped by 10 points since he took the gavel. He's now hovering at about 66% in terms of approval rating with Republicans. Even Andy Biggs told me that his constituents aren't complaining about McCarthy, and in fact, they think he's doing, quote, fairly well. As Brendan Buck, who worked for John Boehner and Paul Ryan, told me just a few weeks ago, McCarthy seems to have made it a point to ensure that his members are not facing heat back home about his speakership. He's basically gone out of his way to make sure that he has the support of the base, and he's mining the right so that no Republican can come to say, look, you're becoming a vulnerability to me back home. And that appears to have gone a long way. Now, the question is, how long will that last? Clearly, conservatives are not happy about this debt limit deal. They're also still angry that McCarthy has not put a budget that will balance in 10 years on the floor, as he promised to do as part of his bid to get the speakership. So while McCarthy's job is secure right now, we should note that this honeymoon he's been experiencing with the right is certainly coming to a close. And in fact, conservatives are going to be watching the polling on McCarthy very closely. If their constituents start to complain about the speaker and if the base turns on him, it's only going to be a matter of time before they do as well. And for the rest of your schedule today, at 10 a.m., the Bidens will depart Newcastle, Delaware to return to the White House. Press Secretary Jean-Pierre and OMB Director Shalanda Young are going to be briefing reporters at 2.45. The Senate will meet at 3 p.m. to take up Daryl Papillion's judicial nomination with a confirmation vote at approximately 5.30. For more on today's schedule and for more stories, visit politico.com playbook. I'm Rachel Bade. Thanks for listening. We're moving in a new direction. Moving forward and moving beyond smoking. We are Altria, and our companies are leading the way in moving adult smokers away from cigarettes by taking action to transition millions toward potentially less harmful choices as we move from being known as a tobacco company to being recognized as a tobacco harm reduction company. Altria is moving beyond smoking. Find out how at Altria.com.